This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. George Collin had it right when he said, rights aren't rights if someone can take them away. But did we listen? No, the American people are in a state of national denial. For years now, the government has been playing a cat and mouse game with the American people, letting us enjoy just enough freedom to think we're free, but not enough to actually allow us to live as a free people. Case in point, on the same day the U.S. Supreme Court appeared inclined to favor a high school football coach's right to pray on the field at a game, the high court let stand a lower court ruling that allows police to warrantlessly track people's location and movements through their personal cell phones, sweeping Americans up into a massive digital data dragnet that does not distinguish between those who are innocent of wrongdoing, suspects, or criminals. Likewise, although the Supreme Court gave the go-ahead for a death row inmate to have his pastor audibly pray and lay hands on him in the execution chamber. He refused to stop police from using hidden cameras to secretly and warrantlessly record and monitor a person's activities outside their home over an extended period of time. For those who have been paying attention, there's a curious pattern emerging. The government appears reasonably tolerant to those who want to exercise their First Amendment rights in a manner that doesn't challenge the police state's hold on power for example, by praying on a football field or in an execution chamber. On the other hand, dare to disagree with the government about its war crimes, COVID-19 election outcomes, or police brutality, and you'll find yourself silenced, sided, shut down, and or branded as an extremist. The U.S. government is particularly intolerant of speech that reveals the government's corruption, exposes the government's lies, and encourages the citizenry to push back against the government's many injustices. For instance, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, the latest victim of the government's war on dissidents and whistleblowers, is in the process of being extradited to the United States to be tried under the Espionage Act for daring to access and disclose military documents that portray the U.S. government and its endless wars abroad as reckless, irresponsible, immoral, and responsible for thousands of civilian deaths. Even political protests are fair game for prosecution. In Florida, two protesters are being fined $3,000 for political signs proclaiming and stating F. Biden, F. Trump, F. Policing for Profit that allegedly violate a city ban on indecent speech on signs, clothing, and other graphic displays. The trade-off is clear here. Pray all you want, but don't mess with the U.S. government. In this way, the government, having appointed itself as the supreme or sovereign ruler, allows us to bask in the illusion of religious freedom while stripping us of every freedom afforded by the Constitution. We're in trouble, folks. Freedom no longer means what it once did. This holds true whether you're talking about the right to criticize the government in word or deed, the right to be free from government surveillance, the right not to have your person or your property subjected to warrantless searches by government agents, the right to due process, the right to be safe from militarized police invading your home, the right to be innocent until proven guilty, and every other right that once reinforced the founders' belief that this would be a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Not only do we no longer have dominion over our bodies, our families, our property, and our lives, but the government continues to chip away at what few rights we still have to speak freely and think for ourselves. On paper, we may be technically free. 
In reality, however, we're only free as a government official or officials may allow. We only think we live in a constitutional republic, governed by just laws created for our benefit. Truth be told, we live in a dictatorship disguised as a democracy, where all that we own, all that we earn, all that we say and do, our very lives, depends on the benevolence of the government and its agents and corporate shareholders, for whom profit and power will always trump principle. And now the government is litigating and legislating its way into a new framework, where the dictates of petty bureaucrats carry greater weight than the inalienable rights of the American citizen. With every court ruling that allows the government to operate above the rule of law, every piece of legislation that limits our freedoms, and every act of government wrongdoing that goes unpunished, we're slowly being conditioned to a society in which we have little real control over our lives. In our quest for less personal responsibility, a greater sense of security, and no burdensome obligations to each other or to future generations, we have created a society in which we have no true freedom. Government surveillance, police abuse, slot team raids, economic instability, asset forfeiture schemes, pork barrel legislation, militarized police, drones, endless wars, private prisons, involuntary detentions, biometric databases, free speech zones, and so on. These are the mile markers on the road to a fascist state where citizens are treated like cattle to be branded and eventually led to the slaughterhouse. We're overdue for a systemic check on the government's overreaches and power grabs. Where we find ourselves now is in the unimitable position of needing to rein in all three branches of government, the executive, the judicial, and the legislative, that have exceeded their authority and grown drunk on power. The American kleptocracy, a government ruled by thieves, has sucked the American people down a rabbit hole into a parallel universe in which the Constitution is meaningless. The government is all-powerful, and the citizenry is powerless to defend itself against government agents who steal, spy, lie, plunder, kill, abuse, and generally inflict mayhem and sow madness on everyone and everything in their sphere. Unfortunately, there's no magic spell to transport us back to a place and time where we, the people, weren't merely fodder for a corporate gristmill operated by government-hired hands whose priorities are money and power. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War of the American People, and in its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, our freedoms have become casualties in an all-out war on the American people. If we continue down this road, there can be no surprise about what awaits us at the end. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.